We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and FanDuel. It's Friday, February 9th. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train Kreitz. All aboard for post-trade deadline madness. Post-trade deadline madness. Get hyped. Grab your coffee. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, you know, look at everyone's roster. and Realize that uh, Kevin Knox is a part of the Jazz and uh, <laughs> Robin Lopez got traded and all this stuff. Um, but let's, let's go through some bigger trades. We're not going to get too dialed into the draft pick minutia um and cash you know i think the bucks acquired some cash yesterday um but yeah let's just start at the top uh the knicks have the headliner bojan bogdanovich and alec burks from detroit uh and then quentin grimes and some other stuff goes to detroit uh the knicks are going to be missing julius randall for another two to three weeks uh OG Anganobi now got uh diagnosed with an injury that that'll cost him three to four weeks he had been out it was an elbow injury uh Jalen Brunson day to day I think the hope for the Knicks is that Randall and Anganobi both come back in late February optimistically but don't be surprised if you know it's actually March um yeah for 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 the Knicks this adds a bunch of scoring right this is I mean real life terms I I love this move uh, they didn't give up that much. They get a scoring punch, etc. But when everyone is healthy on New York, Boyan's going to come off the bench. I, it's just going to be yes. Anganobi and Randall in the starting lineup. Um, you know, the, they're big winners, Ken. But what do you think here, either from a real life or from a fantasy perspective? Well, let's face it. If some Midwestern team had traded for these two, would everyone be jumping up and down? Like, yeah, the Knicks are playing really well. And now they've got three key players hurt. And, but people love East Coast bias, Nick train. Oh my gosh, everything's fabulous. Like, it's, this is not that huge a trade. And maybe this speaks to the small size of the other deals made, but people are jumping up and down. I realize there's a hundred columnists that have to write a winners and losers article. But this is fine. Those two don't play defense, so Thib- Tibbs is going to hate them sooner or later. Uh, but it's a very nice Band-Aid on a team that does need some scoring, and hopefully it helps them get through what's going to be a rough month with all their stars out. You uh, you wouldn't drop Bojan, would you? You have to at least wait until Anganobi and Randall come back and then see what happens. I agree. Shannon? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bo- Bogey's going to be fine until Randall and or OG returns. But once that happens, uh, he's going to be droppable. But for now, hold them. Um, and then, you know, down the stretch run, find find a good uh, replacement to stream in there. Shannon, what do you think is going to happen with Will Grimes in Detroit? Will Will Grimes? Quentin. Oh, Quentin Grimes. Oh, man. Oh, I, I wrote down, <laughs> will Grimes have meaningful role in Detroit? I meant as in will Of he? course. Of yes, course. Sorry. Well, if I will it hard enough, maybe, but I doubt <laughs> it. I doubt it. I, I actually expect Grimes to have a reserve role with the Pistons, um, you know, really coming off the bench uh, and, and and subbing in at the two and the three spot. So he'll essentially be their, their sixth or seventh man right in that range. Um, Cunningham, Ivy, 
and Asar Thompson should be locked in at the one, two, and three moving forward for the Pistons, Pistons in the starting lineup, at least. Speaking of the Pistons, they've got a win streak, baby. Back-to-back wins. Four and four over the past eight. One Ooh, of the hottest teams at the bottom of the standings. Well, you know, Grimes is going to get all those glorious Killian Hayes minutes. He could. He could get some go. of those. I wanted to put a compilation video of all the times Shannon recommended Killian Hayes as a free agent pickup I, the last two years. So it would have been, that would be, you know, at least 48 minutes of viewing dirty. pleasure. Uh, <laughs> I, I like Will Grimes from a real life fit on the Pistons. From a fantasy perspective, <laughs> I do not expect him to have a big impact. Yeah, Quentin Grimes, uh, well, we'll get into it later, but uh, he's my long shot pick, but long shot. Uh, okay, hey, Dallas made two trades yesterday, landing them P.J. Washington from Charlotte and Daniel Gafford from Washington. The Mavs now have a two-headed monster at center with Gafford and rookie Derek Lively. This kind of lowers both of their values, unless Lively's nose injury is worse than expected. He has missed five games with his broken nose. Alex, have you heard any more injury rumors on Lively? Chop that thing off, baby. No, Chop the nose I just off? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I no, I think it's just uh, it's giving him a lot of trouble. So I, you know, nose injuries only last so long unless it's go- like like shattered, shattered. And I think it's just uh, caused from it. yeah, yeah. But so to me, fantasy wise, though, hey, now Marvin Bagley and Rashawn Holmes are the centers for your Wizards. Who we know at least play a fast pace and zero defense. I think you pointed out in your column yesterday, Alex, that Bagley's the uh, safe pickup, and I did pick up Marvin Bagley in the league. But you have always loved the permanent production of Rashawn Holmes, who is thirty years old. Yeah, look, uh, pick, pick up Marvin Bagley, but I am worried, worried in a good way that Rashawn Holmes is going to start playing minutes again. Um, he just the past two seasons for him, like last se- two seasons ago in Sacramento, he basically fell out of the rotation. This year in Dallas, he couldn't he couldn't latch on. But those were situations where teams were trying to win, and they had some other options. Um, Washington doesn't really have other options, and I think they would love to rehabilitate Rashawn Holmes' value as much as possible. He is thirty, doesn't fit their timeline, but I, I also don't know what they're doing. So, so, so your recommend it. your recommendation is that. You think Holmes is going to get extra run because Washington is is, is not trying to win? Oh yeah, pretty out. much. That checks out. Yeah, I think I think if you're in a 16 team league, you should at least entertain the idea of Rashawn Holmes. 16 teamer, sure, sure. I I do. I think Marvin Bagley is actually the the apple of this yeah. uh, waiver wire period post trade yeah. deadline waiver wire period. Uh, he's the hottest pickup in my opinion. Um, he, he performed, he's performed well with the wizards coming off the bench or, or getting spot starts when Gafford was out. Um, Begley is currently out with a back injury and has already been ruled out for Friday's game. Um, but it Begley is the guy who I would want. I, I think he's yeah. should play close to 30 minutes per game for the wizards once he's healthy and, and he can be productive. You know, he might not be a good winning player at the NBA level, but he can produce from a fantasy standpoint if he's getting that many minutes. I agree. Bagley's our cover guy for the pod this week, and I've got him in my pickups, my waiver wire talk later. But guys, question for you. P.J. Washington, is he really a first-round pick better than Grant Williams? Because they gave up a first-round pick and Williams to get Washington. It's it's not about – it's Grant Williams, it's his contract. Grant Williams, yeah. uh, everybody year, hates him, and his contract deal, is – But it's a year yeah. longer. I, yeah, and he's worse. PJ Washington is significantly better than Grant Williams. I actually am probably one of the few. Um, we can't talk about PJ Washington in our waiver wire segment because he's too heavily rostered, set over 70%. Um, I think that should be pushed up higher um, because of this trade. I am one of the few pundits who believe his value will increase from the fantasy side with the move to Dallas. Um, people, so I've seen some claim he has more competition for minutes with Dallas. I do not believe that's the case at all. He was the backup to Miles Bridges in Charlotte, whereas in Dallas, he should be the starting power forward as soon as he's ready. They have he's competing for minutes with basically uh Maximilian Kleber, Derek Jones, Josh Green's gonna start at the three. Give me PJ Washington. I think he's gonna start. He'll be, you know, 14 points, 
six, seven rebounds and get you those steel, or, or I'm sorry, the blocks and three pointers from the four position, which is really what has buoyed his fantasy value for the past couple of years. Anyways. I was a big PJ Washington fan, not this past summer, but the prior summer when Bridges was going to be out for the year. And I thought Washington's really going to own the starting four spot for Hornets. And frankly, he never did grab the bull by the horns. He, ne- he wound up getting sent back to the bench. I, I felt a little burned on Washington last season. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's going to, I think they're going to, they're going to, we might see some Gafford at power forward. I think it's just going to be a, the others are always going to be a mess in Dallas. PJ Washington scored 43 points in an NBA game less than two weeks ago. He, he's good. He's significantly better than Grant Williams. All right. Well, wonderful. Shannon, take us to the news out of Oklahoma City. All right. OKC Thunder ad Gordon Hayward. Hayward's been out since December 26th. Uh, he was questionable on Wednesday, which was an upgrade. Uh, when healthy, he'll probably come off the bench for OKC. Um, he's really uh, the only meaningful veteran on this roster. SGA, remember, I mean, it seems like he's been around forever and he kind of has, but he's only 25. Um, so this is, you know, a good veteran uh, presence, add some composure to this team for their playoff run. Alex, when do you think Hayward is going to return to the court? So he was actually questionable for the Hornets' previous game before being ruled out. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's back before the All-Star break. Okay. Nice. And where do we see him sliding in for the Thunder? You know, right now they're going with the starting lineup of SGA, Giddy, Dort, Jalen Williams, Chet Holmgren. Does he push Giddy or Dort out of that starting lineup, or is he going to be coming off the bench? So I think he'll come off the bench to start uh, or to begin. I shouldn't say come off the bench to start. I think he'll come <laughs> off the bench. Um, but I won't be surprised if he steals minutes from, namely, like Aaron Wiggins. But then mm. I could see him closing games over Josh Giddy. Exactly. I, that Exactly. Yeah. And Dort, look, Dort's up and down. His minutes are up and down. Sometimes they don't need him for his defense. He'll get in foul trouble, whatever. So they do love his defense. They do love his defense. And yeah, Hayward's not a lockdown defender. No, he's not. And of course, getting traded does not fix his injury issues. I wrote that in my article. It doesn't fix what's going on with Hayward. But I would be, I would be shocked. I shouldn't say shocked. I think he'll play about 24 to 28 minutes most nights but could push into the 30s in certain situations. You know, I like this move for OKC. Uh, they did need a veteran, as you pointed out, Shannon. Uh, they don't really have a veteran on the squad. Uh, and it came at a really low cost. Uh, I think it's a few second-round picks. and They've got a ton of salary room on this squad. Uh, so there's plenty. Money-wise, it's not a problem at all. My only kind of minor complaint is it's not like – Gordon has a ton of playoff success. He might be as shell shocked as these kids once playoff intensity kicks in. Because I don't, I, I, I gotta see. I should look up how many playoff games. But he never had a run with the Jazz. He wasn't healthy for the Celtics playoff stuff. Don't you remember sure that? Wasn't playing with Charlotte. That beautiful composed run he had to the Final Four, right? Didn't they make the Final Four? I think so. He was he was great. He was great. That was many moons college. ago. Yes, the college final for you. Yeah. It, yeah. It is good though. I like the fact, you know, you bring in a, a mentor for Giddy who who definitely should not be in a mentor role himself. Um yeah. so I like I like the move for OKC. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, take us to Philadelphia. Ah, uh, yes. Uh Philly added Buddy Healed uh from the Pacers, who uh Pacers gave up. Uh, Furk on Korkmaz. So um, rest in peace Finally. to the, the, the Korkmaz era. One of the last, uh, you know, signs of the process is, is finally uh, left the building. Um, yeah, I just, uh, the Buddy Heald is going to, I don't think he's going to see that much more minutes or usage than he was in Indiana. Maybe at first because DeAnthony Melton is still out. But, you know, when when Melton's healthy, when Batum is healthy, um, I don't 100% know what they're going to do with their starting five. I think I think Buddy Heald is going to continue to play about like 26 to 28 minutes a game. 
Um, he's got so. he's got to add to the erratic results of Kelly Oubre here. You know what I mean? Like Kelly's a gunner. You couldn't always trust him. He'd have some three for sixteen nights. And now you got you, you you never know like who's gonna be hot and just keep shooting. I don't think you can have both of them on the court together too much. They're just kind of uh, redundant. But uh, I, I I actually told my Philadelphia fan here in Vermont when they made that Harden deal, I said they're gonna use these assets to get Buddy Heald to the trade deadline. And then they actually didn't have to use any of the assets they got in that Harden trade. They were able to get Heald for second round picks. So frankly, it was a nice cheap move for Philly. What what assets? They got assets for Harden? I believe that Buddy Heald, much like P.J. Washington, I think this trade will increase Buddy Heald's value. I believe he will eventually start for the Philadelphia 76ers. It might not be the first couple games, but this is a team that's rolling out. Nicholas Batum in the starting lineup, that doesn't need to happen. You can slide Tobias Harris over to the four, have Buddy Heald start at the three. You could even start Buddy Heald over Melton and have Melton return to that backup role that he's thrived in for many, many years. So I actually think Buddy Heald will eventually start, see more consistent playing time, and as a result, have more consistent production than he did in Indiana this season. Indiana never really settled on a rotation. Carlisle was experimenting left and right. Yeah. Um... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We had some other smaller deals. Uh, the Schroeder Dinwiddie swap, which gave me a migraine. Dinwiddie then got waived. Uh, <laughs> Toronto got Ochai Baji and Kelly Olenek. Uh, Tillman went to Boston. Uh, Detroit gets Fontecchio. Just Multiple a bunch of other. Undefeated in the Fontecchio era. <laughs> that is true. But you did. Do didn't, know, you, didn't you wave Gallinari? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see that. They waved the rooster. Yeah. So what's the what's the point of getting Fontecchio? Those two hanging out with their own espresso bar in the piston locker room. They can only have that much machismo, Italian machismo, (laughs) and lover boy. You can only have one in the room. You can only have one. Yeah, it's like they're gonna have Zucchero playing on the stereo system. Zucchero, by the way, is the Italian Elton John. Yeah, it's like you know some teams get guys from some. This guys from clutch sports, some guys like guys from certain colleges. I thought Detroit was going to put together the Italian national team. Oh, would have been great. Oh, See those man. guys in velour tracksuits hanging out, sipping cappuccinos. Yeah. <laughs> God, oh, eating little Caesars. That's bad news. All right, well, time to talk about our good friends at Underdog Fantasy, Alex. Yeah, Underdog Fantasy, number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick'em contests. 
If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. That Underdog app is pretty sweet. <laughs> That's code RWNBA. Shannon, Alex, strap yourself in, boys, because this is the ever-growing popular segment of the site where our beloved fans, usually through YouTube, maybe the Twitters, I don't know, we're, are we on TikTok with this? I, I can't tell. Uh, ask us fabulous questions, and we answer them live. We're going to start with Paul. Paul wants to know, he dropped Sohan for Gigi Jackson of your Memphis Grizzlies. Was this a good move? I don't hate it. Um, Sohan, you know, last three games for him, he's been, he's been pretty down and he's played better since moving to the bench, but he's still been fairly up and down. Uh, Gigi Jackson just got signed to a four-year contract, uh, off of a two-way deal. And yes, he is also inconsistent in his own way, but has shown some stuff for the Grizzlies lately. I think this is kind of league dependent. I think Sohan might end up being a better category league player. Jackson could end up being a better points league points. guy. Because Jackson could be empty on blocks, steals. Like, he's just a gunner, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I agree. I, I would go with Gigi Jackson. He had a big 27.9 rebound performance last night against the Bulls. You know, over the past three games, he's averaging 20.3 points, seven rebounds, 1.3 steals, and three three-pointers. Field goal percentage is going to be a problem. He, he had a 3-14 and a 4 an issue is Sohan too, though, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So Sohan definitely has the uh, some efficiency issues as well. But Gigi, I, I love his upside for the remainder of the season. They obviously believe in him after giving him that four year deal, trading away David Rowdy to kind of clear some more minutes for him as well. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if Memphis sits even more folks like Aldama or yeah. or you know Triple J down the stretch, and Gigi is truly unleashed. All right, here's one more. This come from uh, Novel uh, via the Twitters. He just dropped Kelly the Clinic Olenek for Andre Drummond in a 14-team category league. Is this a good or bad move, fellas? I don't mind this because we're seeing some alarming things out of Chicago. <laughs> Drummond yes. started next to Vucevic the other night, played 35 minutes, went for 16-16 with four blocks, came off the bench against Memphis, 31 minutes, 21, 13, 1, 1, and 1. Uh, yeah, I look, Drummond, if Drummond played a guaranteed 20 minutes a game, he would be a must-roster player. If he's going to start playing 30 minutes a game, this is like, you got to add him in like every league, like 10-team, points leagues, anything. So, yes. I'm fine with this 14 team cat. He is worth an ad. Um, you know, the one, one, uh, caution to the wind that, that I'll throw out there is Memphis. Essentially we're going to round up and say Aldama's the seven footer. He's six eleven. <laughs> Both Memphis and Minnesota started two seven footers or six, 10 plus players in their front court against the bulls. So that opened up the opportunity. That's why Drummond received the, received the spot start going against Minnesota's twin towers. And then he played 30 plus minutes. Plus, I mean, the bulls haven't made any roster or any trades, at least in, in like uh, two and a half years or something insane. Um, it might be a little bit longer than that. They basically are running like six guys right now until yeah. Pat Williams gets back. Uh, so Drummond by default should get pretty solid minutes. And we already saw, you know, in the limited minutes that you've seen earlier this season or, or for over the course of the entirety, entire season, 16 minutes per, and he's already grabbing eight and a half boards and 1.1 steals. I expect the minutes and the production to, to be up for at least uh, the next uh, handful of games. All right, fellas. And one last question. This one from Peter. Let's come to rephrase this a little. Ben Matherin or also to Sunmu of Chicago. He's saying, are they still holds? But let's say, which of those two do you prefer rest of season? Uh, uh, both of them are still a hold. Um, Matherin is interesting now that Heald is gone. 
I think, um, you know, maybe he starts playing 30 minutes more consistently. I think they have similar upside, but Dasunmu does stuff other than score points, especially on defense that Matherin's not going to do. So um, if you need defensive stats, I would lean to Sunmu. If you're more offensive leaning, I would go Matherin. Well, I'll talk about Ben Math more uh, in our waiver wire period. Um, but that's where I'm leaning. Uh, Desumu is fine, but he is the player. If there is anyone who's been impacted by Drummond seeing increased run, it's Desumu. Desumu played 39 minutes, three games in a row until Drummond was unleashed, and he's dropped below 30 minutes each of the past two games, 29 and 27. He is also the player that moved to the bench when Drummond received that spot start against Minnesota. So I like Ben Math quite a bit just because he's a dude who can go out there and score 30 points on, on any given night. This uh, this uh, this this Bulls Twin Towers lineup is it's kind of reminding me of the Detroit Pistons. A little Jalen Duran, Isaiah Stewart, little uh, Andre Drummond, Nikola Vucevic. Isaiah Stewart's like six eight, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that's it for the fan feedback. Alex, take us to the big money segment. Uh, yes, the waiver wire. Uh, so for our games next week, um. Just a heads up that you got to be checking your schedule for whatever site, league you play in because we're dealing with the All-Star break coming up soon. Uh, so, you know, from February 12th, which is Monday, to February 19th, uh, only a handful of teams, five in fact, play three games. Everyone else plays two except the Oklahoma City Thunder who play one lone game. And despite that, Ken... I'm recommending you pick up Gordon Hayward. Um, <laughs> this is a little, maybe a little counterintuitive. Uh, you know, Hayward, I should say, the main thing here, Hayward expected to return soon. He got dropped in a lot of leagues. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> as I mentioned at the top, in 32 minutes per game this season, he's averaging 15, 5, and 5. I think there's a strong chance he takes minutes from Aaron Wiggins. I think he could close over Josh Giddy, Lou Dort here and there. Might miss some time. This is not like a major priority ad because he is still injury prone. He will probably come off the bench. All that He's stuff. He's going to have Where some resting games. That's just like Hayward injury risk rest. Yeah. If you're the thing is, if you're in like a I, I, twelve teams, eh, you know, there's going to be a lot of other options out there for you. But if you're in a fourteen team league, you're in a sixteen team league, especially if you're in Fab, if you have a Fab situation and you got nine. Uh, waiver wire options you're trying to pick up you know eight dollars three dollars two dollars throw gordon hayward at the end of that and just see if you know you can pick him up if you if you absolutely uh, need a boost um ken who are you going with i have an unusual suggestion as opposed to an actual name i'm just saying the whole gaggle of memphis grizzlies just throw a dart at somebody Santi Aldama, Gigi Jackson, Scotty Pippen, or even Jacob Gilliard, they're all rostered 7 to 24%. Memphis has no one healthy. They just dumped Roddy and Tillman. I mean, they just they gave Gigi Jackson a, a contract a little after they gave Vince William a real contract. Just throw a dart at this skeleton crew. Somebody's gonna be someone's gonna shine, but I'd be lying if I said I knew who. Vince Williams should be long gone, but check for him. He's he's rostered in 64%. So a third of leagues, you can still get Vince Williams. So I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, do you two have any preferences in this gaggle of Grizzlies? Oh, boy. Um, well, I can tell you in the last 10 games, Vince Williams has seen the most minutes per game, followed by Jaron Jackson. Then it's Santi Aldama who we know is solid when he gets the minutes. So I would say Aldama. Conchar is actually after that. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm actually – major preferences, no. But I think the order of the minutes per game is not bad. I, I, My preference is to not touch John Conchar with uh, any, any length of pull. Um, <laughs> but give me, <laughs> give me Santee, Santee Claus. Give yeah. me Gigi Jackson. Give me Scotty Pippen Jr. I like Scotty Pippen Jr. more than Gilliard. Got the start. Got the start. Yeah, last exactly. Me. Yeah, Scotty yeah. Pippen's been, been Scotty Pippen Jr. has been very solid when he gets playing time. It's been like every other game is, is the interesting part. But over the past four 
um, contest he started that he's played in. He has started three of those four games and he has topped 30 FanDuel fantasy points in each of those four games. Uh, if he, if he sticks in the starting lineup, I think he's absolutely worth a look. You know, and I, th- this reminds me so much of when the Houston Astros tanked and they uncovered Jose Altuve at second base as a gem that if they weren't tanking Altuve never would have gotten the at bats to show what a, you know, a huge star he could be. I'm not saying they're going to find an MVP, but the Grizzlies are going to uncover some gems, I think, some yeah. cheap gems, whether it's Williams or it's Jackson or it's Pippen. But I love reading their box scores, and they're going to uncover some gems for when they're competitive. Imagine how cool Altuve would look on an NBA basketball Okay, <laughs> Ken, Ken, I want to give you I want to give you a quick pop quiz. You have no reason to know the answer to this. How many players do you think have gotten at least one start for the Memphis Grizzlies this season? Oh, I'm going to say 16, 17. Like, it's insane, right? Shannon, you have a guess? 23. (laughs) Ken, you were pretty much right. It's 18 players have started for the Memphis Grizzlies this year. And 13, sorry, 14 have started at least seven games. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. 11 have started at least 10 games. So, how many, you know what? How many juniors? Is... How many juniors? Uh, Jaron Jackson <laughs> Jr., Vince Williams Jr., Scotty Pippen Jr., Kenneth Lofton Jr. Oh, yeah. And Lofton. Yeah. Gigi Jackson the second. Ooh. That counts. And then uh, honorable mention, Xavier Tillman Sr. Yes. And, uh, love yeah. It. Yes. Love it. Love <laughs> it. And if there's ever a guy who deserves a senior, it's a 25 looking 45 year old Xavier Tillman. <laughs> Um, yeah, he he doesn't even have a dad. That is, he's just uh, he's he's just born a senior. You <laughs> came out of the womb with that beard and receding hairline. He's he's his own. He he is his own dad. He's a junior and a senior. <laughs> Who is your daddy? I am. Um, that's some top research right there, Alex. God, that there's your money. We should just close the pod on that. They're not going to do any better. But that said, Shannon, give us your uh, top waiver wire pick of the week. Yeah, Benedict Matherin for the Indiana Pacers. He, you know, with Buddy Heald gone, uh, that should open up playing time for for Ben Math. He's 52% rostered on Yahoo. Uh, We've seen the way Ben Math can perform when when he gets hot. His per 36 numbers are solid this year. Very comparable to his rookie season. 20.4 points, 5.3 rebounds, 2.7 assists. Not much on the defense end, but a solid 45 and 83% for the percentages. And he's also hitting 1.8 three-pointers. And, and that again, that's per 36. Um, I do not expect him to get uh, 36 minutes per game, uh, but there is a chance, you know, they're either going to keep him in a reserve role, have him be the sixth man, have him be that microwave, that Vinnie Johnson off the bench, or he could easily replace Andrew Nemhard in the starting lineup um, and probably should. He's definitely the better player between the two, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if from this date forward, Ben math is the third leading scorer beyond, beyond, uh, behind Halliburton and Siakam uh, for the remainder of the season. Passing miles Turner. You know, I think Nemhard will be starter in name only meaning. Yeah. Yes. Nebhard, you know, people will shy away from Mather because he's not starting, but Matherin will have more minutes, more importantly, than Nebhard, regardless of who starts. Yeah, um, they don't. They don't need more offense in that in that starting lineup. Um, exactly, right. defense. <laughs> it does really need defense. All right, Alex, Our, who is your second pickup? And you could have done this as your long shot, but no, no, you had the cojones to make him a regular pick. I basically got two long shots. I will say our our friend and coworker Ryan said who had the Jose Altuve reference on their bingo card. Most of my bingo card uh, for Ken is HR violations. So very <laughs> H- few player names. HR vi- violations and 70s NBA players who played for <laughs> right. the Bullets. Yeah. Wes Unsell, the references, stuff like that. Elvin Hayes. Yeah. John Runfield. Some dude I just made up, maybe. <laughs> Jeff Ruland. You're thinking yeah. Jeff Ruland. And that was yeah. 80s. Oh, man. Well... There's another guy who is not from the 80s. It's Taylor Hendricks, uh, who was probably born in 2001. Uh, <laughs> I've got t-shirts older than Taylor Hendricks. Yes. Uh, Hendricks of the Utah Jazz, 3% rostered right now. This is a deep league suggestion. Jazz traded away Kelly Olenek and Simone Fontecchio. Uh, in the wake of that, Hendricks played 18 minutes last night. 
Yes, he only scored three points. He took at least he took five shots. You know, not bad. Maybe he can score eight next time. Uh, eight rebounds, one assist, and one block per thirty-six. Though for Hendricks, twelve points, uh, seven rebounds, uh, one point three steals, two point four threes, two point nine stocks. Stocks are especially interesting for those in category leagues. The hope here is that he can start shooting better than you know 38, 35, 75 from the field. But if you're in a deep league and uh again you're kind of throwing darts at the wall, maybe some late season shenanigans in March for the Jazz. Uh, you know, they they spent a pretty high pick on Hendricks. I forget exactly yeah. what it was, but it was a high lottery pick or a mid lottery well, pick. What are you gonna give his minutes to Kevin Knox or Luca Samanak? You know, the the <laughs> perpetual G League power forward? No. No, play Hendricks. He's like 12 years old, though. I am a little concerned that at his young age. Oh, he did turn. Yeah, 20. he uh, ninth overall pick. Yeah, he was born November 22nd, 2003 in oh, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, those were I would say one other one other uh, note from that Utah game is Walker Kessler started at center. They went uh, big, started Kessler, yeah, John Collins, marking in. And, and, you know, so Kessler. Kessler uh, stands, rejoice, 10 points, nine rebounds, six stops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kessler manager should be ecstatic with this trade. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I'm going to go with who uh, at one point Shannon said was the top trade deadline fantasy winner slash waiver wire pickup, and that is Marvin Moneybags Bagley in Washington. He's got to be the starting center now that Daniel Gafford's in Detroit. Admittedly, Bagley is hurt, won't play this weekend, but it's not a big time injury, right, Shannon? All right, Alex. Uh Bagley? Bagley? Yeah. Sorry, I was looking up, uh, I was looking up Bagley stuff. Uh 28. That's uh 2018, 19 all rookie selection, Marvin Bagley to you, by the way. Uh uh four straight absences. I he partially participated in Tuesday's practice before being ruled out Wednesday and then Friday. So he's on his way back. He's on his way back. Look, per 36 this season, and that's split between Detroit and Washington, 21 points, 10 rebounds, 1.4 stocks while shooting 52% from the field. He's not a good free throw shooter. It's 69%, but you kind of expect your centers to have poor uh, free throw percentage. Look, this Washington team is terrible. They don't play any defense. Marvin Bagley is going to get a ton of offensive possessions. Uh, I don't know why they didn't deal Tyus Jones. That's a whole other topic. Uh, for the Wizards, but uh, Bagley's going to get a crazy amount of touches, crazy amount of minutes. Maybe Rashawn Holmes pushes him, but there's plenty of minutes on this god-awful squad for both of them. Uh, I think Marvin Bagley is a really nice upside waiver wire pickup right now. I don't... There's there's nowhere you can wager it, but I wish I could wager on will Marvin Bagley score a career-high points uh, at some point with the Washington Wizards. Yes, he will. Um, Yes, his career high right now is 32 points. And I, I, I promise you he will score Kuzma 33. Will, Kuzma will have a cold one night or just stop caring or go to a fashion show, and Bagley will get 33. A fashion show. He's always doing the fashion stuff. Like, oh, come on, play the ball. Play the game. All right, Shannon, who's your second pickup? I like it. I like it a lot. Asar Thompson, uh, de- defensive wizard for the Detroit Pistons. Uh he started two games in a row, back-to-back games, both wins for the Detroit Pistons. Have I mentioned that yet this episode? <laughs> uh, 27 is double-digit wins. They're sniffing double-digit wins for the season. 27 and 28 minutes in those two games uh, with averages of nine points, five and a half rebounds, 1.5 steals. Nothing to get too excited about. All right. We, we know he, he has some problems uh, shooting the ball. He's 63% from the, from the free throw line, 40, 48% from the, from the um, field, which is actually pretty solid, uh, but only 15% from downtown. The three-point shot will continue to be a struggle, but if he is truly unleashed and playing 27, 28 to 30 minutes per game for Monty Williams, we're going to see solid defensive production from Asar Thompson. So if you need defense, that is one of the key areas where he will be able to contribute for your fantasy team. Uh, you know, it does remain to be seen how this team is going to integrate uh, Fontecchio uh, and also Quentin Grimes. I do expect both of those players. Those are the two uh, trade deadline 
acquisitions that, that I expect Detroit to work into the rotation. I don't believe that we're going to see Troy Brown, um, Evan Fournier, uh, you know, uh, Malachi Flynn get uh, too much run for this team. And, and, but hopefully, hopefully with Fontecchio and Grimes, they don't unseat Thompson. You know, we have uh, Muscala banished to the bench to never return. We'll see. I can't trust anything that Monty does, but you have to assume he's going to he's gonna just roll Thompson out there in the starting lineup for the rest of the season. If Fournier gets minutes, and why they haven't bought him out already, I don't know. If Fournier gets minutes, Pistons fans should just boycott the arena. They should just refuse to go. <laughs> I think they're maybe already doing that, but that would be an atrocity. Uh, sidebar, you and I were slacking yesterday about Jaden Ivey really should get a ton of minutes. In fact, play him till his knees bleed. Well, he did play 48 minutes last night in that overtime W <laughs> over the Blazers. 48. I, I, I was kidding a little with the bleeding knees, but um, amazing comeback win. Joined. Amazing comeback win. The game before Ivy had 19 points in the fourth quarter. You know, MVP chance will start uh, ringing <laughs> out in how the LCA. How many fans were in the arena in Portland for that classic Pistons Trailblazers matchup last night? I, I could probably tell you if you give me a minute. Uh, what, what was I? I was going to say something. Sold, I lost always, it. That's tickets sold. They don't really but Alex, you, we're going to stay in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, attendance, 18,125. Yeah. Uh, that is a lie, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> Portland, that is, Portland is, Portland is a good place to watch a game. It is. Yeah. That's tickets uh, sold. And they that do. Not butts in the seats. The, Portland fills up every time, no matter how good or bad that team is. Uh, I, you know, maybe it's just like a Truman Show situation. Uh, Marcus Sasser, Detroit Pistons, 11% rostered. Uh, Detroit, you might have heard, they triggered Bojan Bogdanovic. They dropped Killian Hayes. Like, this is fantasy. They just said, sorry, brother, uh, we're waving you. Sasser last night played 38 minutes, 17 points, 11 assists, and two steals. Uh, we're going to talk about Grimes a little bit. Uh, we, uh, Yeah, a little bit later, very soon. Uh, Fontecchio, those guys, I think they're going to see meaningful minutes but i don't think either like guaranteed 30 a night i just think there's room here for for sasser to see 20 minutes a game regularly um you got i mean given what he's shown it would make sense like he is a much better passer than i think people anticipate he's not just like a spark plug score he's not cam thomas he can pass uh and he also has shown some stuff on defense despite being undersized so uh yeah i hope i get some run down the stretch Sasser has upside, and frankly, I like him better than who I put in my long shot, which is sad because I, I've got to pick first, uh, being on Eastern time. But uh, I'll also stay in Detroit for my long shot. I want to. I think Quentin Grimes is going to get a ton of run as well. I'm going to see Sasser and Grimes coming off the bench a lot. I think Grimes is going to get 20 to 25 minutes a night. He played 30 minutes a game last season for the Knicks. Wasn't all that great, though. A little over 11 points, 2.23s. 1.1 stocks a game, but probably should have more usage with the Pistons. Uh, but I, I guess I am also raising my hand for the Detroit backcourt for my long shot. But yeah, Sasser or Grimes could be interesting. Yeah, I think uh, Grimes, he's mostly just a three-point specialist. So yeah, but category leagues, yeah, you need that. Well, let's go to Shannon's long shot pick. Who a name that I've been pestering you to up his uh, rest of season projections a little, but maybe post trade now you proved correct, Alex. But go for it, Shannon. Yeah, Josh Green for the Dallas Mavericks. I I was amazed to see that he's only twenty one percent rostered. Uh, he has been on quite a tear over the past week. He is averaging sixteen point eight points, five point eight rebounds, three point three assists, and three steals in thirty three minutes per. He has been a lock in the starting lineup since January 3rd. He he has started all 17 uh, of his appearances um, have, have been as a member of the starting five for Dallas. He had one DNP, which I I believe he was just injured or sick for that game. Uh, But over that 17 game stretch, 31 and a half minutes per 12.2 points, 4.2 rebounds, 1.9 three pointers. Dallas believes in Josh green. I, I can't say I have as much faith in him as, as they do, but you know, there are plenty of rumors 
with PJ Washington going to Dallas prior to the deadline uh, and, and Charlotte apparently wanted Josh Green for and a lesser, uh, less heavily protected first round pick and Josh Green for Washington. Um, and that's that's the true reason why that uh, Dallas pick is only top two protected is because they had to sacrifice that those protections to not include Josh Green in the deal. Um, to me, that's a clear sign. Josh Green's going to stick in the starting lineup. I don't think they're going to start Derek Jones over him. Like I said, I, I do believe P.J. Washington will start at the four. Um, Josh Green should be locked in as, as Dallas is starting small forward. He's a good uh, three. He, he's a three-point specialist for the most part. He can get you some defensive stats and not, not great, um, but solid, solid percentages from the floor, free throws, dicey. doesn't take a lot of those, but if you need some, some scoring and three point shooting, um, he's worth a look. You mentioned percentages. Actually, he's been on a great heat of the last 10 games, 52% from the field and 85% from the charity stripe the last two in games. He's figured something out. I, I think, he could be that ideal catch-and-shoot guy that Luca and Kyrie need uh, when the shot clock, clock is uh, dwindling down. I uh, yes, uh, his his <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna shoot a little less hot, but he's basically like a 50-40 guy. So yeah, um, yeah. we'll yeah. see. Uh, any uh, drops? Any guys other than Den- the rooster Gallinari? Anybody? Uh, <laughs> Killian Hayes? Anybody? We're 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 not we're not. Derek Lively, that's kind of a bummer. Gafford showing up. It kind of hurts both those guys. I think it does hurt both of those guys. I don't think they're going to be drops. But shallower leagues, if you're in a 10-teamer, just unfortunately, you might have to keep an eye on it. Um, drops? I mean, I don't, I don't think there's like any immediate drops. I mean, maybe Dinwiddie, <laughs> actually. Uh, you might want to get Tigger dropping Dinwiddie since he is not on an NBA roster currently. Um, I guess the concern would be that he signs somewhere and starts playing like 26 minutes off the bench. But, uh, you know, if he has to be sacrificed for you to get uh, a really strong waiver pickup, then I think you can probably go ahead and do that. Um, and there's some other guys who it's just like, we just don't know. Like Dennis Schroeder, is he going to play 34 minutes for Brooklyn or is he going to play 24 minutes for Brooklyn? Uh, we don't know about like Olenek. Is Olenek going to get bought out? Is he going to start playing 15 minutes? Is he going to... Maybe he's a pickup. It's just, it's, there's some stuff that's still kind of unclear. So uh, I think that is a general overview of, of what's going on. All right. Well, that's the end of our waiver wire segment. Let's talk FDS or DFS sponsored by our good friends at FanDuel. Yes. FanDuel who sponsors our Friday NBA DFS chat with Shannon and Alex. Uh, that comes up later in the show, but let's talk NFL Super Bowl. Hey, you can tackle millions in prizes in FanDuel Fantasy Contests. If you're new to fantasy, the Super Bowl is a great time to get in on the action, slap together some lineups, because right now, new customers get a 100% deposit match of up to $100. Playing fantasy for huge cash prizes on FanDuel is fun and exciting. Just draft your lineup and watch your team move up the leaderboard. I'm kind of being a contrarian in my laps and going with George Kittle instead of the insanely popular Travis Kelsey. Shannon, you got any thoughts for Super Bowl DFS? It's same as last week, man. Fade Brock Purdy. KC defense does look good. Anyway, plus on Fandle, you can choose from full slate contests featuring multiple games, single game contests, season-long best ball contests, beginner-only contest, and, of course, nightly NBA, which we chat about here on the pod. Anyway, all these are great for learning the ropes. And when you win, you get paid instantly. So kick off the Super Bowl with a 100% deposit match of up to 100 smackaroonies. Go to FanDuel.com to start playing for huge cash prizes today. (laughs) And with that, let's now move on to the FanDuel Friday NBA DFS pick segment with Shannon and Alex. There are six games today. Um, and we have the highest over under Atlanta at Philly, 243. Um, almost more than any point in the season, uh, any individual day. You got to check the lineups today. You got to check the injuries. Guys got traded. They got moved. Guys are sitting out. 
There's crazy uh, so, rules on like who can play right away and who can't on these trades. Like like Fontecchio for some reason, he's like got a he has to go back to the border and hang out before he, to, he can play. He, he, has, to, he has to go back to Italy. They have to yeah. give him a physical there. It's a it's a whole thing. I mean, Nick and I were talking. I can't even believe there were games yesterday. Then there were nine. I mean, it's like <laughs> what are we doing? Why, Why are they deadline? That is a little crazy. Well, they used to have it closer to the All Star break, but then the the it sidetracked the All Star break. So they said we need to we need to have this deadline before the All Star break. Um, but I agree, they should. It should be a, a game free slate on the yeah. on the trade deadline. That would be fantastic. And the day after, just two days, and then push the season back or start it two days earlier. Like, why are we uh, anyway? TV deals. Don't TV deals. don't get me started. Uh, that'll be my <laughs> young man. That'll be my young man rant. One of these podcasts. <laughs> Um, okay, so on this slate, uh, it's it's small enough to where I can just quickly run through the games here, just in terms of who's actually playing. Atlanta at Philly, Washington at Boston, Houston at Toronto, Charlotte at Milwaukee, Denver at Sacramento, New Orleans at the Lakers. Shannon, where are you turning first? I mean, that, that Atlanta-Philly game is, like you'd mentioned, the highest over-under of the night. And there's a lot of intriguing options in that game as well. DeJounte Murray, uh, you know, is questionable. Um, so keep an eye on that. Bogdanovich will likely start in his place if, if Murray sits. Um, Capella out, which means it's another Okongwu uh, spot start. And that makes him a solid option on both DraftKings and FanDuel. 7,100 on FanDuel, uh, and, and he is at uh, 6,200 on DraftKings. So quite a bit uh, more value in play there with the the draft with Okongwu on DraftKings. Um, I also love the fact that on both sites he is center power forward eligible. Um, just provides some flexibility there. On the other side. Um, and, and also, let me say, especially if Murray sits, Jalen Johnson, just absolute terror. He's been awesome um, in two games against Philly earlier this season. He is averaging 53 and a half fantasy points. Um, I expect him, you know, especially if Murray's out, he'll have to shoulder more of a load. Um, but the other side, the Philadelphia side, I think, I think we might see some Paul Reed hate. Um, he's really underperformed since stepping into the starting lineup, but that's mainly due to an illness um, that held him back for a couple games. And he only played 15 and 22 minutes while being under the weather uh, against Golden State on uh, Wednesday night. He played 31 minutes, finished with 30 fantasy points, six, six points, eight rebounds, four assists, two blocks, two steals. I love his defensive upside. Give me some Paul Reed, uh, 5,800 on FanDuel and 65, let's see. Yeah, 65 on, on FanDuel and, and 58 on DraftKings, sorry. Yeah, this uh, the early portion of the slate features some teams that I'm like, do they do they even care anymore? Right. Atlanta, do <laughs> they even care anymore? Like Washington. DeJounte Murray, does he care? Yeah, Washington against Boston, do they care anymore? Uh, Toronto, do they really care anymore? Charlotte against Milwaukee, do they care? Uh, so not bad teams to target. Uh, Boston, by the way, 17 point favorites <laughs> over the Washington Wizards. Speaking of uh, Karen, yeah, though, Milwaukee. I think there's, you know, I know they, they put a game time tag on Tatum and I know we're confident we're going to play. I think that's well, that's this might be a good time to rest our yeah. lead dog. I, I, I don't I don't know if we need that green color by Tatum's name. I would put a, I'd switch it to gray because. I see them conveniently letting uh, Jason rest tonight. It would be, uh, go ahead. Sticking with that game, though, the, the interesting part for me is, as we mentioned earlier, Marvin Bagley's out. Um, yeah. Rashawn Holmes, to be determined if he's even going to be available after being traded to the Wizards la uh, yesterday. So what will the Wizards do at center is one of the big question marks for DFS. Are they going to go with a small lineup? move Kuzma up to the five, plug in Koulibaly or someone like that into the starting five. I think that's probably the most likely scenario. Uh, you know, they give that two-way guy, uh, Eugene. Omarui? Yeah. Omarui, yeah. That's recently, yeah. He's only 6'6", yeah, not a real center. Is he really? Oh, that's crazy. Oh, this is like a Chuck Hayes situation. I didn't even realize that he was only 6'6". Six six. Wow. He is uh, – I, I did get the uh, – 
yeah, I was blessed with watching him play for the Pistons a little bit last season. Um, he is undersized from, from a vertical standpoint, but he is he is a legit man and can beef it up with anyone down in the post. Hey, I actually got a good DFS question in the chat uh, asking if in Atlanta, is a Conwu too chalky to play in tonight's DFS? I mean, I'm looking at all these other stud centers. We got Sabonis going against Jokic tonight. Uh, obviously, Anthony Davis, the Lakers. Is is a Conwu too chalky to play in DFS tonight, guys? Uh, so that's a tough question because there could be so much value on the slate that opens up that I think roster distribution could be fairly wide. At the same time, at the center spot, uh, I think a lot of people will turn to him specifically. But Shannon also mentioned he's, he's playable at power forward. I don't know, Shannon. Maybe that's maybe that's more of a question for you. I do think the dual position eligibility will actually keep his. You know, there are tons of centers available that that are solid options tonight. But because of the dual position eligibility, I do think he will be chalky. But Again, I mean, there are plenty. There are plenty of intriguing options where you can have a guy who might be rostered in 40 percent of rosters in your lineup, and and counter that with two, three percent rostered players as well to really offset that chalkiness. So I'm not too worried about his roster percentage for tonight's slate. Uh, we should also mention uh, pushing along the games here: Houston versus Toronto. Toronto, very healthy. They're about as healthy as they've been lately. Uh, but Houston, no Fred Van Vliet still. Uh, Ahmed Thompson has that. creeped up to 7,200 on FanDuel uh, on the back of a 13-point, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, 3-block performance. Two games before in only 24 minutes, he went for 19, 7, and 4, 2 steals. Took a block at 7,200 against the slower-paced <laughs> Raptors. Are you interested in playing Amen Thompson at that salary, Shannon? That that and that forty point uh, fantasy outing in twenty four minutes that you mentioned, that was against the same Toronto team just a week ago. Uh, I I do still like him at seventy two hundred, which probably yeah. I thought there was no way I would plug him into my lineup when I saw how much he was on Fanduel, but I think there's upside where he plays you know thirty five or more minutes. And and not only eclipses 40 fancy points like he has two of the last three games, but approaches 50. Um, so I think he is worth um, that option. He hasn't really put together the complete game where he, you know, 13 rebounds, fantastic, 13 points. He could score more than 13 points in a game, and he could dish out more than six assists as well. Um, he, he's just so good on the defensive end, like his brother, where he can pick up those steals and blocks that I still like him at 7,200. On DraftKings, he's only 5,800. He, or I'm sorry, 5,300. His roster percentage on DraftKings, I believe, I believe in uh, the most recent spot start for for Freddie Van Fleet, he uh, was seventy, like over 70 percent rostered. Uh, I expect that again on DraftKings tonight. Um, I mentioned the Charlotte Milwaukee game. Milwaukee minus 14 and a half at home. Damian Lillard and Chris Middleton are both questionable. That's something to keep in mind. You know, last night, I just need, I feel like I need to bring this up. Last night, Middleton was out for the Bucks and Lillard did not play. Um, and the Bucks were only two-point underdogs to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Why? They got <laughs> smacked, by the way, 129 to 105. They did. Uh, well, they should, yeah. <laughs> what is that about? Anyway, Charlotte, uh, obviously, they're missing P.J. Washington now. Um, there's going to be some value presumably opens up on Charlotte. Cody, Cody Martin's looked interesting. Alex, let's use this Milwaukee spread issue to plug the NBA picks wagering column on Rotowire, where I do think you should, you should dabble a little more into the spread for bucks games. You're, you're good at picking bucks problems. Uh, well, it's pretty easy because they are the third worst team against the spread in the entire league, and I always say uh, bet against them. So, I mean, that's my that's my blanket advice. If you're like, should I should keep I it going? Bet? You got to put yeah, it in like, print, I, baby. Text. Should I it up? <laughs> should I bet the Bucks spread tonight? Uh, the other side, yes, absolutely, you should yes. bet it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, Shannon. I mean, let's let's. I don't want to spend too much. We've gone over an hour already. 
There are three games left on this slate. I think a lot of people might actually end up ignoring the Denver Sacramento game. Maybe that makes like a GPP, you know, kind of interesting spot. But what are you looking at here in the final three games? Yeah. One, one thing to watch with the Denver Sacramento game is Denver played last night, you know, mm-hmm. second game of back to back. It's possible, you know, Jamal Murray, Jokic, someone sits on the Denver side. Um, the Charlotte Milwaukee side, um, I, well, I don't expect Milwaukee to get spanked by Charlotte. Um, but I, I do, I do think there are some intriguing options on the Charlotte side. I would not, uh, buy into the big performance Cody Martin had, um, and Cody Martin also is he's expected to play, but he's listed and he's listed as probable with a knee, uh, injury for tonight. Um, he had 42 fantasy points, uh, in the most recent game against Toronto, um, played 28 minutes, 19 points, five rebounds, eight assists, uh, yeah, he he scored a lot of those points early in the game. I don't believe that he's going to repeat and have another 40 fantasy point outing. Um, even in 30 plus minutes, he typically doesn't do that. But, you know, Brandon Miller, absolutely a guy I like a lot uh, for this slate, even though he's in that mid $7,000 range. Uh, Nick Richards, Nick Richards, I never picked the right game for Nick Richards. <laughs> never, ever, ever. It's impossible yeah. to pick his tough, man. Hey, is Peyton, is Peyton Watson cheap for the Nuggets? I think he could get big minutes tonight on the second of a back-to-back. That game went all the way to the last 30 seconds, or last minute against the Lakers last night. Love to see Denver just shut down the Lakers. It was great. But uh, Aaron Gordon was having to bang LeBron all, all day. I could see Watson getting some big minutes tonight. There's, Yeah, I mean, I, I would pay money to watch Aaron Gordon bang LeBron again tonight. <laughs> Peyton Watson has been very solid for the Denver I know, Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. 22, like any any his role is consistent. He's seen 20 plus minutes in like six, seven games in a row, 25 minutes last night. The production's kind of been out. Mm-hmm. Total Pope's been hurt, so that's helped opened up some minutes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm paying fifty two hundred on FanDuel for him though, when there's so no, many other options no, no, on the slate. Much, oh, I was I was hoping he was cheaper. I'm sorry. For forty two hundred on DraftKings, so he he is an option especially if Denver arrests someone. I, I like him more when his usage is going to be increased because uh, one of the regulars is sitting. Uh, yeah, before we wrap this up, I will just mention this last game. We, we didn't touch on it, but Zion's questionable. Valanciunas is questionable. LeBron is questionable. Anthony Davis is questionable. So kind of a toss-up. You guys are going to have to check that one on your own. Um, but that, that wraps things up for us before Shannon's. No. Ken's somebody has to rant. Somebody, I got a rant. I got a, I got a rant queued up. Chicago Bulls, what is wrong with you? Stop sitting on your inept hands and do something. The Bulls are 25 and 27, 27, ninth in the East, and destined for play in status with the old man duo of DeMar DeRozan and Nicholas Vucevic. This team is going nowhere. Yet held on to DeRozan, who's 34, Vucevic, who's 33, and Andre Drummond, an old 30, at the trade deadline. Didn't move any of them. Did nothing at the deadline. Drummond and DeRozan will be free agents at the end of the season, which means they're both going to walk for nothing. Vooch can't play defense. Patrick Williams is a restricted free agent that wants to leave, and he stinks. Teams were dying for Alex Caruso and his cheap contract Yet Chicago did nothing. Enjoy your time, Chicago, in the mediocre pit of despair where you will reside for years to come. Arg. I completely agree with you, Ken. Um, I mentioned on the, the Rotowire XM sh- uh, NBA show on Sirius XM NBA radio with Nick, a shameless plug yesterday, um, that I'm worried that this Kobe White emergence has actually trick the bulls into thinking no this is he's out he's lonzo ball now we <laughs> wanted this lonzo ball levine DeRozan, vucevic thing he's and the problem guard. was we were missing lonzo but now we have him again his name is kobe white so we're oh. gonna win 50 games next year lonzo's never been this good Ooh, that's i take that is true that is true actually you could have coupled caruso to get DeRozan off your books. People were clamoring. Everyone was mentioning Drummond is a great backup center. I don't, I don't know why Drummond's not in Philly, frankly. Um, there had to be deals Chicago could have made. I don't understand them sitting pat. I've taken that stance in, in keeper leagues before. 
where, you know, I could pick up a, a worthless dynasty late round pick, but instead I just want to stick it to those other, those other owners because I, I feel like their offers are garbage. So it's pretty clear. That's what Chicago did. They said, we don't need all these second round picks from you. We're just going to hold on to our guys and watch we'll you keep suffer. Our old men and watch them walk at the end of the season. That'll be great. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. Mispronounced name section. I think we, uh, uh, we, well, we had like a, a will Grimes snafu. Oh yeah. Uh, I meant will as in will Yes. Grimes get minutes. And I misread it as will instead of Quentin Grimes. It is certainly Quentin Grimes. But uh, no, it's not going to mispronounce names. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Road to Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, presented by Underdog Fantasy and FanDuel. Ken, take us out of here. Let's go to New York, where Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart, on their podcast, answered the fan question, quote, who in the NBA could you beat in a fight? Admittedly, they both started off saying, whoa, 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 we don't want any fights. But then Brunson said, I could beat up Ryan Arcia Diacano or TJ McConnell. And then Josh Hart added, did you notice in those pronounced names? I said, I'm going to pronounce Yeah, there, there it is. That's the one. Arcidiacano? Arcia Diacano. Oh, bravo. That's why you're the editor, brother. That's why you're the editor. Anyway, when Brunson said he could beat uh, those two diminutive guards, Arcia Diacano <laughs> and McConnell, I can't, still can't do it. Josh Hart said, Quote, TJ is one of those guys where I feel like you can't just win. You got to kill him. TJ, TJ's not going to stop. He's a pest. Exactly, Josh. We've been saying that on this podcast for years. That is why TJ McConnell is the cockroach. He's a pest. That is not going to stop. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. Ha <laughs>